Hello everybody, welcome to Tell of Virtuity and today I have the amazing opportunity to have a fantastic interview with Christina Toth. Christina is an amazing actress and writer that I actually discovered through this, you know, I, I already made an episode of this, it was my last episode and I'm like, I was absolutely obsessed with Straw, you know, and she was part of the cast and I, you know, I couldn't have you with the whole cast here, but I'm, unfortunately, but now I have you and it's amazing because I'm going to have you open myself and <laughs> I think you did such an amazing job over there and all praise that you have. And I just, I like this, you know, these amazing immigrant successful stories try to make it in the big cities and, and women and how empowering and, and just how defiant, you know. We can yeah. be with our art. So, hi, Christina. How are you? I'm so glad to be here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> it is such a pleasure to have you, Christina. So, first of all, tell everybody uh, where are you from? Where is this cute little face from? I'm French Canadian. I'm from Montreal. <laughs> Montreal, living in New York City. Yes. And, um, writing and acting how difficult it is to like like seriously like I always you know when I came to this country I'm like you know mm-hmm. my god it must be so freaking difficult and you see the glamour of Hollywood and and New York and theater and you like oh I was just like well I'm too fat to be there oh, <laughs> no, no, I'm no. too opinionated <laughs> to be there accent is already done you know Sofia Vergara had that one let me just just focus on behavior (laughs) why you thought when you came here no I I came to America to study so I feel like when you come and you dip your toes at first like as in a school setting your objective is different you know you just want to sharpen your tools become a better actor and then it sort of was the perfect door to step in for me because I felt like you know your my purpose was to study and become better and then life kind of takes its course and you sort of just go with the flow and follow through as much as you can <laughs> you know yeah yeah you kind of like you arrive with the most most amazing energy with all of your dreams and kind of like life and the universe just connect the dots pretty much I mean, I was only, so I went to study at the Neighborhood Playhouse, which is um, acting conservatory in New York City that teaches the Meisner technique. And um, I was only supposed to do the six-week intensive, which was happening during the summer. So I was supposed to come for six weeks and then go back home. And the first week that I stepped foot in New York City and that I started studying at the school, I was like yeah, no, I'm not going back home. That's it. <laughs> and, um, I think I gave my family, um, you know, a heart attack when I announced, you know, that I was going to establish myself in New York and I was going to figure it out. And um, I've not gone home since and I've been here since 2010. So when there's a will, there's a way. Absolutely. Absolutely. I have a really a really good friend who but she's from Morocco I actually mm-hmm. did a, a podcast with her and kind of like 
her journey is it was pretty much like that she came from a really impacted community in morocco she got the opportunity to do uh some a master in some studies in new york and when she went over there and she loved the infrastructure and she's actually now an engineer and, and one of the in a really good one. Oh wow yeah she has, she has really nice projects under her belt and i'm very very proud and she's just a girl just like like us like came here with a dream work yeah three jobs sometimes and you know i mean well, live in the new york city and you know everybody thinks that is so glamorous it is glamorous but you know everybody thinks um, in the results yeah but new york city has a big sense of community like i do feel like um maybe because public transportation like for myself i yeah. i walk everywhere or i use my bicycle everywhere like i so rarely use the subway and so just being in contact with bodies and everybody even you know you don't know anyone but just being in close contact with them it just makes you feel like you're just part of it like you're with other people so it takes the glamour out at least for me i, I don't feel glamorous at all <laughs> i'm yeah. just you know and it's like walking around thing, right i totally get it it's like when you are near city versus i mean no discriminated against la because they both have you know their pros and their cons but when you are in new york city you have a sense of belong you know mm -hmm. that everybody is almost like there with you like you know mm -hmm. we are living the struggle everybody's cool everybody's minding their own business and up their life mm -hmm. in in la it's a little more about um image about how you present yourself how you know mm -hmm. in new york it's about your art and you know mm -hmm. and how artistic you are and you know the whole image kind of like that can be glamorized yes or no but whatever but it's more about like what is your substance that's the the energy that i have when i am in new york city so i i totally um, get it i totally get it i first of yeah, all congratulations Sorry, it's just sometimes we have this little like lag with the connection. Sorry. <laughs> no worries, no worries. First of all, congratulations on Straw. I love your character. Oh, yeah. I love oh, your thank character. You. That makes me so happy. I thought, <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. I loved it. It was so yeah. empowering. It was just, you know, living your life and not giving one sense to what everybody else might think. <laughs> being happy and, and funny and, and I really, really liked it. How do you prepare for that character, Christina? Oh gosh. Um, well, you know, the fun of the character, there's a lot of it that's Misha, you know, because she, she wrote the, the character and, and the screenplay. So there's a lot of just you look at the page and you see what's there and you kind of follow the momentum and then of course you put your little twist to it and that's my that's my niche that's my fun i love creating characters that are very very outside of who i am like i'm sure you're getting a sense of my shyness and i'm someone who's you know wanting to remain calm and try to keep the peace but i love characters that just create chaos because it's just such the opposite of who i am <laughs> so whenever i have the chance to do that i i go full force that's kind um, of like so i guess that's how mm -hmm. 
they always like to do something that is completely outside of their personal life or how are, they are and create something completely different. It's almost like, will you, will you, I mean, excuse my ignorance, but will you consider that like, like building an alter ego? <laughs> I, it's also like getting a chance to leave yourself alone. Like you take a vacation for from who you are and then you can be someone else i really don't know there's so much i'm sure that people would love to discuss about the psyche behind this whole mentality i'm i kind of just i love my I, it, ignorance is a bliss in that sense for me where i'm kind of like it just makes sense to me and i just go where things make sense like i just follow my intuition and if it feels good to go there then it's if I feel good, it's because it's meant to be good. So I kind of follow that impulse. Have you ever felt like, like super, hyper, mega intimidated by a character, but said, you know what? I'm going to freaking do it. Um, well, actually, yeah. When I first started developing or working on the character that I portrayed in um, Orange is the New Black, Maybe because the series had been established for a few years, I, I wanted to make sure that whatever I created was in conjunction with the spirit of the TV show. Mm -hmm. So there was just a lot of um, finding my place within something that was so well established and also wanting to honor that establishment and like contribute in the best possible way that I could. So that was a beautiful challenge. I really, I really enjoyed um, working on that. When you get, when, when you get um, to these points on these characters, do you find help from your peers? Do you, do you feel that your peers are, can mm -hmm. help kind of like easy, you know, the anxiety while you're building those characters? Well, the only, help that I will get from say people I'm working with is um, I'll just listen to them meaning um, so acting is listening and answering so when you're in a scene you just listen to their character and that'll inform how you will respond to the situation so that's if there is help that would be the help but in terms of constructing my work like when we're not mm -hmm on set, like all the work prior to going, um, I, I stay private. I, I really enjoy, it's sort of like me being in my little artist shop, just, you know, Creating. strengthening my, t my tools. And yeah, like that's kind of me time that is sacred for me. I really, really enjoy that development process. But then once you're with your peers and you're working, kind of like, sharing together the work you've done then of course by listening you get so much out of it mm -hmm. so um when it comes to like creating characters for like a couple or something like that are those challenges do you have to what if you don't have any chemistry like absolutely nothing but that's that's the peer that you have to work with how do you navigate through those challenges because on screen, um, it looks amazing. On screen, yeah. it looks like, oh my God, a fairy tale. But so how do you <laughs> challenge, how do you challenge those interactions? Um, well, 
they're they're different it's like a coping mechanism i think that anybody placed in any situation where they will have disagreement or just like character traits won't you know um bind well together be it whether you're in a school environment or even with the doctor you know there's so many settings it's we're human beings in the end of the day so yes maybe the spotlight is more on the actor because we're in front of everybody but those conflicts they exist everywhere so say if you take that conflict in the artistic world then if you have to do a scene with someone that you don't necessarily vibe with you can just use your imagination and pretend like there's someone else or if you need to have particular amorous feelings with that person and you just feel nothing then one it can be healthy because if you're already in a, in a relationship outside you don't necessarily want to fall in love with someone yeah, yeah, that, like yeah. you can't have a relationship so it could be a blessing in disguise but um no for me i'll just um put on my kindest suit and just let all our disagreements flow over me for the time being that we're together um and again like i forget who i am i'm not christina anymore i'm someone else so in that sense my disagreement with them disappear because i'm not me so i just let that wave of openness take over and just accept whatever it is in the moment that's an amazing way to look at it because it's like at that particular moment you are not being christina you are yeah. somebody else you are you know you are hired to pretend to be somebody else and you have a study that character that has been writing for you. So it's almost like you already have an idea of how this person behaves. Mm -hmm. And then you just create that person with your twists and turns and make it. Yeah, you know, like I'm not hired to have disagreements. Like that's not my, my place. <laughs> my place is just to share the art that I did or at least, you know, the character. Absolutely. Absolutely. When it comes to writing, writing, why yeah. do you like to write about most? Um, I'm very, very passionate about women and writing for women. Um, I love to write. So I love what's going on right now and all the stories that we're seeing. And I'm very motivated to see us more and more on screen however when there are certain things that i've noticed i don't see myself yet on screen and it might be strange to say but um i find women right now still tend to have a very masculine energy to them when we see them on screen yeah. like they'll be very they'll be the boss or as if we still yet have to prove ourselves and yeah. show all the work that we're doing and that in itself is is great we have to show our, our hard work where i think that my contribution is strongest and where my voice is is i know that my strength is in my vulnerabilities um i realized a while ago that when I'm in my most vulnerable state is when I'm at my strongest. 
And honestly, you know, if art is telling the truth, any human being in their vulnerable state will be extremely truthful. So that's my, my field of interest is trying to dig deeper into that subject because when I understand it, um, and you have to write about things that you know for them to reflect as truthfully as possible. Um, and yeah, that's where my passion is. Our vulnerabilities as women, how it binds us together and makes us stronger. And also women, we show up for each other. And at least the women in my life, I'm very fortunate in that sense that I'm part of a community that really, really supports each other. And it's important to me. It's something that I realized it took me some time because I guess I was just maybe scared of it or didn't understand my place or didn't understand my own inner strength or inner capacity. I guess I was still trying to figure out who I was, mm -hmm. but it feels somehow that I've landed somewhere where I'm now very comfortable in just owning I'm vulnerable. That's okay. And that's where I'm strong. And that's how I get to help other women. So that's what I like to write about. That is, that is an amazing point that you have. It's like our vulnerability is our strength. I, um, yeah, I 100% agree. You know, when you, um, when you go through very traumatic experience mm -hmm. while mm -hmm. putting yourself out there, mm. and when I say traumatic experience, because we you know that can be named whatever, that mm. can be named personal abuse, that can be named heartbreak, that can be named whatever. Mm -hmm. But that experience and that vulnerability I think builds a stronger character mm -hmm. and it's something that I think internationally bound us mm -hmm. to each other mm -hmm. because there's no women in the world that have no gone struggles, you know, and mm -hmm. it's, it's, if you kind of like go back, you know, generation from generation saying, and put yourself in different parts of the world, you will find almost the same struggles, right? Mm. Equality, respect, you know, allowance mm. of survival, just at that, mm -hmm. things like that, you know, mm -hmm. small things like that, but small, no, like grandiose things like that, but it will bound us together. And I think that is something that, uh, you know, we have to focus and give as, as much energy as possible to find common ground to unite us instead that you know breaks us yeah. apart and I, okay. I i agree with you a hundred percent yeah i really like you know one of my way in to perhaps realizing what i want to write about within those themes mm -hmm. is i'll often look at what i'm afraid of and um i've spent some time just trying to understand what am I so fearful of and why am I so fearful of those things? And, mm -hmm. and that's where I start um, writing about it. Um, it really helps bring a light to these issue. And it's, um, I'm thinking if I'm afraid of those things, other people probably are. And so why not be a, a helpful hand and a voice? 
put it yeah. out there at least for people to realize that they're not going through those, those struggles by themselves that there's people yeah. that feel the exact same way and in that sense of unity you know mm-hmm. brings some sort of hope yeah to other people i i, I love it i 100 it's also like a sense of family like i love writing about obviously women but within a context of family mm-hmm. it's very important for me and that's where i feel like support is you know I feel with your family, or at least I can only speak for myself, but I'm very lucky in the sense that I really get to be who I am and be fully open and exposed and I'll be accepted and supported within whatever I'm experiencing. That is so important, Christina, that you mentioned that because we, like, our strength looks different, right? Some people Mm -hmm. are, you know... They're super strong at being the CEO of, of, of a big, a huge big corporation. Mm-hmm. Some other are really strong at creating music or poetry, or and might not have that that character built, you know, uh, compared to the CEO that have to handle I don't know how many, you know, corporate big guy thinking that they can dominate everything versus the girl that's just right. But they all have to be acknowledged and respected as such and there shouldn't be a shame of oh you're doing less or why aren't you doing more or why Mm -hmm. you decided to put yourself here and not escalate here Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. because our strength is shined in in different layers and that brings me back to like i there's an artist that i love and i find her super strong and and her strength comes from her emotions and Mm -hmm. i find her just lana del rey you know Mm -hmm. oh yeah I, I love Lana. Like, mm-hmm. I, I love her. And she's been often criticized by her softness, you know, by her her, oh. her lyrics. And, you know, it almost like, you know, because it's uh, a lot of her, her, you know, her music is so inspiring. And it go, goes back to her emotions and what whatever state she's at or in relationship or experience or whatever. And I, a yeah. few years ago, I, I saw something that it was just really sad for me uh, another artist was kind of like criticizing her because of that it's like you know why you have to put us so sobby or whatever or she's always like and i was just like why shame her for being so you know how how much mm-hmm. strength you need to have to pull yourself out there as you are yeah she that's, that's right? exactly what i'm saying when you actually allow yourself to Take off the mask, take off the armor, and show your light. Yes. That's, that's the ultimate courage. I, I, I find her super courageous. It's like, she might not be courageous by standing and saying and, and being bold and so aspects or whatever. She just, she just keeps it calm, but very mm-hmm. cutthroat, you know, with her emotions. And that, to me, is, is powerful. A lot, of, a lot of women and men, you know, a lot mm-hmm, of men, yeah. they are, they, they, they don't feel comfortable with their emotions. And it's just so strong to be emotional. To me, I mean, I'm extremely emotional, as you can tell. You know, I, I find my strength in my emotions. And yeah. I always say, you know, they, it does not matter if, it, you know, if I've been challenged or somebody breaks my heart or whatever. I always go back and acknowledge my emotion, be true to myself and say, you know what? The strength of me 
is in how much I love you. Mm. That is mm-hmm. my strength. You know why? Because you can find somebody who love you more, less, so bring you the chandeliers and the sparkles, but you will never find somebody that loves you as genuinely as I would. So in that, when that is taken off, then mm-hmm. that was that was my gift to you. And I hope you mm-hmm. treasure it and it's time for me to move on. That's the way I look at it. That's my strength. So yeah. when when they um, shame women for that, you know, call them weak, because it's, the weakness is putting yourself out there with half of the experience. Putting yeah, yourself out or, there. you know, if people if people feel the need to attack, it might just be because they're afraid themselves and they're just not ready to admit it and everybody's got their own process and maybe they'll get to it or maybe they won't like, you know, their own journey, mm-hmm. their own journey in life. Oh my God. What's one of the things that you miss the most of being in Canada? Oh, nature. I, nature. I grew up, I was very, um, I grew up in a, uh, in a town that has mountains and a lot of greens and a lot of lakes and rivers. And we would spend a lot of time in nature in um, either hiking, I would snowboard. I was also a very um, heavily competitive swimmer. So I would be in the pool a lot training. I, I miss that. It's so funny you say that. Like sometimes, you know, there's like waves in life where you get these beautiful memories of childhood. And I guess I must be in one of those waves because, or maybe the summertime will do that to me. <laughs> Remembering summertime as a child. And there's a lot of that, that pop in my mind, just the memories of outdoors and just the neighborhood I grew up in is the type where you don't necessarily need to lock the door. Um, and you can just go knock on your friend's door and say, Hey, you want to play outside? And you can, and you just play in the street. Yeah. I think I'm, I miss that feeling of freedom and not needing to always announce myself or put in the schedule. Uh, hey, are we going to meet at this time? There was a sense of just liberty that I miss a lot of just being like, let's meet in the street and, and figure it out from there. I miss that. That's one of the things that was really, really challenging for me when I moved here to America. Yeah. But I mean, coming from a coastal town, small coastal town compared to, you know, the smallest cities here, you know, come from a really, you know, coastal town when everybody, yeah, there's no schedule. There's, there's no one, you know, you just kind of like show up and, hey, are you up? Do you want to do something? Do you feel like, or just, you know, I'm going to be here. Do you want to hang out? Yeah. It's just, it it was a very kind of like easy way of of doing with things. And here, you know, uh, people is very up to their schedule, very protective of their spaces. So you have to announce yourself when you're going, you know, you have to double confirm and make sure. And those, you know, there's nothing spontaneous. I wonder if it's also, you know, being in the times that we're in where we have to be so careful of everybody's space and be mindful. Like I'm sure that that obviously does not help to (laughs) just us showing up at each other's door unannounced. (laughs) Yeah, I totally Um, get it. 
I 100% totally get it. But it was such nice talking to you, Christina. Oh, I, so Thank you. I I had an, an amazing time, and I wanted to talk to you. I love your character. I I really really do. Um, super funny, and and how you guys is it's always for me. It's like it's kind of like. On, on the odds, it's not my thing, again, you know what I mean? But to, to see an outside, like how somebody mm. can just be completely different too. Well, also, you know, the girls really made it easy for me. They're just, you know, Margaret and Manini and Nisha, they're just absolute gems. It was a really, really great experience. I just, I had such a fun time. It, it was crazy. So yeah, that helps a lot when the sense of camaraderie and sisterhood just makes things easy. It was, it was, um, it wasn't work. It was straight up fun. That is amazing. That is amazing. <laughs> where do you like, where do you see yourself in five years? Um, I'll be honest, the project I'm working on, my screenplay, I would be over the moon if that, was made. I would love to go into production with that. I, I feel very strongly about that story and I really want to share it. So if five years from now we come back together and we talk, I would love to have been able to say, talk about this experience in the past because it happened, you know? That is so amazing. Yeah, I think, I think that's the next step. I would really like that. Christina, I want to invite you here to my little space anytime okay. you want to talk about whatever <laughs> if you write something that is outrageous and you want <laughs> the world to see it yeah let's do it let's talk about it i i find all these you know empowering stories and uplifting and united and i think we need a lot more of that a lot of more mm you know, connecting as women, accepting us, whatever stage of our life we are, however we're built, mm. you know, emotionally vulnerable or not, you know, I just want yeah. us to, to connect and accept us the way we are. And I think there's a lot, a lot more to do in a society that constantly wants to shame us or condemn us or you know there's there's so much that we can focus in in so many good things um i love yeah. and i hope i'm gonna I, I know i'm gonna continue seeing you in the big <laughs> and the small screen you are so amazing thank you so much yeah, for joining us and thank you for having me absolutely i am a fan of your work so <laughs> a fan of your work <laughs> And I'll, I'd love to see you soon. Continue to see you <laughs> shining your, your light bright. I will. I, I'll, I'll, keep, I'll keep the boat running. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Thank you, everybody, for joining us on Telof with Tootie. Thank you for listening to us. And remember that you can find us in every main podcast stream. Thank you so much. And we're here to laugh, not to hate. Love us all. Come on now. <laughs> bye bye.